following message is being transmitted at the request of the Boundless Pod Trap Movie Review and the guys of the BPT. What you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, please disengage your listening device at this time. If you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie, you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time. Stay tuned for a movie review that only the guys at the Boundless Pod Trap can give you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So there was a movie that we were all supposed to watch and it airs 11 minutes. It was pretty short. I don't know why you guys were recommending me to watch this, but uh, it's called uh, uh, One Cunt of the Dead. <laughs> Justin, no. What? That was, you added an extra letter. One Cut of the Dead. One Cut of the Dead? Yeah. You know, <laughs> y- y'all don't say that. <laughs> oh, well, I watched the, the, the wrong thing. Oh. I, there's a lot of zombies in it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta Google this movie now. Yeah. What's going off of my Netflix queue? <laughs> Not Netflix. <laughs> there we go. Matthew Broderick was in that one. <laughs> so yeah, no one cut of the dead. It was actually a pretty good movie. I thought when I first saw it on the Shutter app, I watched maybe like five minutes of it. You know, with with Crystal, the uh, the missus, the wifey, and. We were just like, you know, side eyeing each other, like, really? Yeah, this it on the Shutter app, it has like three different streaming, kind of like a, a TV, their own little television type of thing. You can just tune into wherever they're playing it on that. So yeah, what I caught of that was just like boring. It wasn't catching me. I didn't start from the beginning and I was like, Nope. And then maybe two weeks later somebody, a mutual friend, posted something about how awesome the movie was, and I'm like, Really? And then you got in on that and you're mm-hmm. like I was, you know, or, or were you saying like, is it worth it or something like that? Or should you check it out or? No, I had checked it out. Gotcha. Yeah. After that conversation, I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll give it another shot. And then, uh, that was our, our homework for. Well, Lonnie's the one that told me about this movie. And I was surprised that it was 2017 that it came out. I was thinking it was something that just came out. And so I subscribed to the shutter channel app, whatever you want to call it, uh, which is probably been the best five bucks a month i've ever spent because i've been watching a lot of movies on there more so than netflix or prime video and all all that stuff but i was very close to turning it off because the way lonnie had explained this movie to me was more of like i thought that you know i knew the premise of it you know this is spoiler alert for those of you that haven't seen it and don't want to know about it maybe skip ahead from this or pause it and come back after you watch it because there's going to be some spoilers i had thought the way lonnie explained it was it was this director that was making a zombie movie but he wanted it to be real so he did something to bring real zombies in and attack the actors and stuff and so i'm thinking the director of this in the movie the character that was the director in the movie was going to be like this villain and so when i started watching it and it's like okay they're making a movie and then it's just like Oh, here comes a what's supposed to be this real zombie. I'm like, oh my God, this is hokey as shit. 
And I was so tempted to turn it off. But I'm like, nah, I'm going to give it a try. You know, I, I'm going to start doing that except for the movie It, the remakes of It. I'm not going to do that for those. I'm not giving them a try. But I am so glad Lame. I stuck it out because right. that movie, fucking brilliant. And I have an affinity for terrible horror movies. Like, I'll sit through pretty much anything horror-wise just to laugh it off. Or mm-hmm. In that movie, the first 30 minutes of the movie is a typical B-bad horror movie. So I was actually getting into the bad horror movie aspect of it and thinking, well, if this is what it is, at least it's good fun. I'm having a good time laughing at the bad effects in the bad movie. But then the movie completely 360s on you and you find out it's supposed to be bad. Mm -hmm. And it turns you around and then fucks you over the couch. Right, right. (laughs) You find out the movie and like Jeremy said, major spoiler, you find out that it's supposed to be a one cut movie that's on television and you start learning it from the director's point of view. Like it's the movie's basically broke into thirds. The first third is the terrible movie. You're seeing it all. The second third is you meet the director, you meet his family, you see the process of him meeting the cast and kind of learning, you know, what he's up against. And then the last third of the movie is him literally making the movie and all the the catastrophes that go along with making a movie. And the behind the scenes. Right. But it's the whole one cut of him making the one cut movie. And it's literally from a filmmaker's point of view. And that's why I gave it to Jeremy to watch. It is fucking fantastic. It is. And there's so many little funny quirks that happen. Like one of the cast members is just pissed drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And he's one of the zombies. So he's having to pick this drunk zombie up and physically carry him from his different points. And they're showing it like – the first section of the movie, this zombie's like a shambling mess of a zombie, like what you'd imagine a Romero zombie to be. But then you realize he's just pissed drunk <laughs> in, in the third section. Uh-huh. So he's having to carry him from point to point, and literally they're dragging him. And when you see him with blood and what running out of his mouth, they're literally dumping cups of blood <laughs> in his mouth and just pushing him through a window rather than him jumping through a window. It's just a fantastic. It is. They they thought of everything for that movie. And as a filmmaker, you should watch this movie because you would appreciate it. Oh, yeah. As somebody that's just a fan of film, that's not necessarily a filmmaker or been a part of filmmaking. It gives you an insight on what it's like to make a movie, like what goes into these scenes and stuff like that. It might be exaggerated a little bit because normally when you make a movie, you're not doing it live in one take. Right. But you're still seeing how some of the effects could be done. Right. And how it all goes wrong. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that it just kept you entertained. Uh, and one thing I will say is, you know, it's a foreign film, so there's subtitles. So right. it's not in English. Unless you speak Japanese. Yeah. But I mean, it's and normally I hate subtitles in movies. I mean, I watch a lot of foreign films, but they're not my favorite because it's just like I feel like I'm distracted by the text that's on the bottom of the screen. It's like I'm just reading and reading and not really watching what's going on. But if a movie is written and filmed well, it flows hand in hand. You can read. And I mean, sometimes you don't even have to read. You kind of know what they're saying. And this is one of those films where it's just like it was perfect. Right. And just all the things that go wrong. The one thing I didn't quite get 
and maybe I missed something at that point was the director's wife in the movie. Why did she all of a sudden turn like evil and like try to like that was sabotage? Her. She gets lost in her characters. Yeah. So she, you know, and everything was already messing up. So she was just already taking over her character. Because there was a point where I did have to go to the bathroom and I didn't pause it. And I think I missed something. But I was just like, why is she trying to purposely sabotage the, the, this thing? But one of the producers uh, says, you know, why did she quit acting? And the daughter was like, you know, well, she gets lost in her characters and has actually ended okay. up breaking I somebody's arm. I didn't see that part. So I missed that yeah. part. So, but I will say too, the first third, when that part ended and it did like the crane shot oh, of yeah. the, the girl and then the credits re- were rolling, I'm like, is this movie over? I was like, did, did Lonnie suggest, was it a short film? Yeah, and I just didn't, you, really? I did the same thing. You yeah. click on it to see how much is yeah. left and you, there's literally an hour left on the scroll bar. Yeah. You're like, well, what the, uh, fuck? what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's just such a masterpiece. And another spoiler, the director is actually cast as the director in the movie. So he goes from being this struggling director, have to deal with this cast that he's never really had to deal with before and he's struggling with and they're not behaving themselves and they're not being professionals. And now he gets to go and be in his own movie where he gets to be an angry and asshole director to these cast and he's living it. He's loving that moment and he's – so into that character it's the first joy you see in this he's usually he bows down to pretty much everybody and just very timid yeah very stoic yeah and then he also loses himself in this character and i was like well right on man like stand your ground finally and like they were going off of the script and it was it was challenging on all ends i guess right i i loved the director in the movie when like just I mean, all it's it's one take and like all the shit's going on. And I just like how he just like appears out of, he just comes out of nowhere and he's like, action. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like keep filming. <laughs> but, uh, and that, and I'm, I'm going to probably butcher his name, but the, uh, the actor that played that was Takayuki Hamatsu. I Hamatsu. think it's his name. Fucking brilliant. Like he is an amazing actor. It's the only thing I've seen him in. I don't know. I haven't really looked at his IMDB to see what else he's in, but. I Man, that I've guy is seen him in something else, but he, I can't recall. I don't think anybody else could have played that part. Yeah. Um, he he just, you know, and like I said, Lonnie, when he explained it to me, I thought he was going to be the bad guy in the movie. So it's just like, oh, he's so lovable in the beginning here, and then it's just like this first part of the the second of the part of the thir- all three parts or whatever, and the second part, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this guy's going to turn into an asshole. He's going to be a bad guy here. And it's just like, man, I don't know that I necessarily hate this guy. He's so nice and lovable. But turns out, I mean, he's nice and lovable the whole way through the movie. Right. And yeah. are you like lo- he's doing it for, I guess, his family for yeah. the most part. It's like when I approached this movie, when I finally went back and watched it from the beginning, it was a slow start and it was like 37 minutes of like this actual film. And believe it or not, this is not a, well, it wasn't really made for, to be filmed. It was a project, like a, um, these actors actually had to pay to be in this film. They were doing like a like an acting class, and then they just made it there and then submitted it, and it, it came out really well. After fu- or finally finishing that first thirty seven minutes and then going into like you know a month before you know he was met with to make this movie and he thought it was just a joke. It's like one take, one take. You know, like you can't do that. All right. 
but you get to see like a more, you know, open the window to his life and like how he's kind of struggling just to be a filmmaker doing the stuff that he is doing already to challenge this. And his daughter has a um, crush on a, a popular actor who is actually cast in this movie. So it kind of gets the whole family involved on this. And, and she wants to, his daughter wants to yeah. be involved in the, the filmmaking process and stuff. And she right. kind of, she steps in at the end. And I mean, that last shot, again, spoiler, the last shot they have planned is like a, a crane shot on top of this building. And they accidentally, when his wife is going crazy, knocks it off the roof. And they're like, shit, what do we do? Well, the daughter thinks. Kind of does a and gymnast she, pyramid. Yeah she, ha, yeah, she has them all do a gymnast pyramid. And she's on the very top. And they, they hold the shot. How they frame that, a little pre-shadowing or foreshadowing from an earlier image of when her his daughter was like, what, seven years old, holding a camera on his shoulders, and then it finishes off at that scene, you know, like... Kind of an emotional thing yeah, there. Right, I was yeah. like, It's like, it's, it's... This movie is labeled under a horror comedy. I mean, like, I wouldn't say it's horror. I would say it has horror themes, but it's a comedy, yeah, it's like a, a family movie dark type of thing. comedy at best, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely a good coming-of-age story as well. Like, if you eliminate the horror aspect of it and you eliminate the comedy aspect of it, Deep in its bones, it is a nice coming-of-age story as well between the father and the daughter and the mother as well. There's so many little undertones of, like, that family element of the daughter wanting to go off on her own, but the mother and the father kind of wanting to clip the wings and let her go, but still being protective to her. It's like even between, well, all the relationships between the the mother, father, daughter, it's like there's not as much cohesion I mean, they, they live civilly together. The right. daughter is always trying to do her own thing. The mother has concerns about what she's doing. She's a little bit strict as far as her directing style. Yeah. So when the father shows up and sees like what she's doing, it's like what she's trying to do or accomplish. They all get involved together on this one project that was pretty much handed into his lap. And they kind of make something beautiful, a little family project. And let's not forget the uh, old lady that plays like the executive producer at the TV station. She had a small part, but I thought so, she was hilarious. So fucking adorable. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she reminded me of, um, what's that actress's name on that CSI show? CSI, like, N- or no, NCIS, uh, whatever, with a forensic LL Cool J, that little lady that wears the glasses and stuff. She kind of reminds me of, like, the Asian version of her. She reminds me of every Jewish bubby around the planet, <laughs> like a Japanese version of it, just being like, oh, you're so cold, have a sweater. Like I said before on Facebook, you know, I gave this movie a 10 out of 10 stars. I think it's probably Absolutely. one of the most brilliant movies I've seen in a long time. Absolutely. 10 um, out of 10 for sure. I, if, if you haven't seen it, if you have Shudder, watch it on there. You can get it on Netflix as well. Is Netflix, it on Netflix Netflix now? is streaming it. Yeah, I think it's like four bucks to rent it. Yeah, it's well worth it. If you like those kind of films, I mean, if you know, I think it's something you'd like. Again, it's subtitled, it's, but you're, yeah. it's not really that big of a deal with this movie. Uh, personally, for me, I kind of grew up on subtitle movies, watching a lot of Asian, you know, Hong Kong flicks and stuff. That was my go-to back in the day. IMDb ranks this at a 7.7, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 100% on the tomato meter and 82% on the audience score. So uh, it's, it's It just proves that people don't have a fucking clue what a good movie is. This is the same people who put like... Those are relatively high. 
I mean, it's not mediocre. And, and the fact but. that it's 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 been out for three years now. And well, it came out in Japan in, in 2017. The states didn't get it till 2019. Yeah, they hold on to it for like two years before it was. Yeah, the states didn't get it till last year. <clears throat> so it's still relatively a new movie for us. Well, so one cut of the dead, not one cunt of the dead. Don't pull it. Don't pull you it. You can Justin. Google that if you want to. I would recommend doing it in your incognito mode on your computer. I didn't find it to be as everything censored, so it's like... Well, Lonnie here Googled it, one cunt of the dead, and there's a picture of Lucille Ball. So I'm just kidding. Her and Ricky Ricardo. So yeah, that's uh, that was a good movie. That's, a, that's something else that we're going to try to do here is we're going to watch a movie and do movie reviews on this podcast. You're like, yep, I watched it. Next segment. So if you have watched this movie when this is posted up, comment in the link what you thought of this movie. Let us know. And uh, if there's any other movies out there that you think that we should take a look at that are kind of like this movie, so I got like the hiccups all of a sudden, let us know and we can possibly do that as a segment where we all watch it. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.